This is this is Joshua's upstairs neighbor who's gay for him. He's gay for me. Yeah. Welcome to Creative Risk. Welcome to Creative Risk. We don't want my my upstairs neighbor who's gay for me to <laughs> who's trying to hook up with you. He's gay for me and engaged to a woman. <laughs> Ew. But he really is because we had a locksmith outside in the hallway. He was really hot. He's really hot. And I texted him. I see. It's probably my fault. Yeah. Why would you text him? You, you, you you're always like, you're like, it's probably my fault. I texted him, did send him a dick pic. I sent him a picture of my gaping, my gaping asshole. <laughs> um, hello, folks. <laughs> Welcome. Is he to gonna listen to this podcast? No, 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 no. no. I just like no. I I think it's like we're like literally like we're in our own world. I'm like yeah, no exactly. one's gonna listen to it. Meanwhile, like blows up, like it's huge and famous. Um, uh, <laughs> no one's listen to it. Meanwhile, Academy Award for me. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome oh, to. Cre- Welcome to Creative Risk. Yeah. Okay, hold on one second. Just got to get back. Crazy. Wow. So Joshua's gay neighbor is um, currently trying to hook up with him, I guess. You know, this is what happens when you, that's how you know you made it. And if any upstairs neighbor wants to hook up with me, that'd be great. You know, please. He has a gay voice. Oh, that's a gay voice. That's a gay voice. But you, I, yeah, I know exactly what I want to talk about when Joshua comes back. You know, that's hurry it up. See, he's leading him on. Just thank you, goodbye. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure you do appreciate it. I was saying. Yeah, I said he has a gay voice. I could hear it. He has a gay voice. You can't say that. Yes, whatever. I'm I'm gay. <laughs> you can't say he's gay. Wait, wait, that's my frame. Let's that's that's perfect, but let's talk about it. Remember we talked about, because remember we saw the prom. Out of breath. <laughs> you're like, every time you move in this podcast, <laughs> you're like, I'm dizzy. <laughs> you just pan down. It's like 500 pounds. Um, <laughs> but, uh, just yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, you have a scooter, an electric scooter underneath you. Anyway, but you gotta what? make your acting career happen for yourself. <laughs> acting for myself in my bathroom, just like exactly. In my I love it. But wait, let's talk about this because mm-hmm. he's definitely gay. He has a gay voice. And we were talking about remember remember when the prom came out. This was this is very interesting. Oh yeah, this was a great convo. It was me, you, and Gus, and we were talking about like James Corden and the big blowback he got. Yeah, remember we had a long. Con- and I was like, he seemed really gay to me, and you were like, oh. Cause I didn't, you didn't know he wasn't, you didn't know he wasn't gay. Remember James Corden? You didn't know that until I said it, and you're like, "Oh, I knew he wasn't gay. I could tell from his performance." Right. And we were talking about, well, why was his performance not gay? Like you could see through it. Yeah. But why couldn't I? We were talking about what makes somebody gay, and how do you act gay? And remember, we were talking about this, and, and the and the conclusion we came is that there's a little more poise. Just a little more, it's a little lifted. Well, because people think of even the most flamboyant gay people, gay men, gay male identifying folk, you know, even even the people who are, who are incredibly flamboyant, there is still something that's held. I find when sometimes, like in that performance Absolutely. of James Corden, so that's not my comfort food performance guy, just want to be clear. <laughs> because the performance, like, when it's like all like, oh my God, I just... No. no, even even a gay man who does that, exactly. which we know many, they, they hold themselves exactly. more. Every gay man on earth does that. There's <laughs> only one kind of way to act gay, and it's that. Um, no, I I think, but but my neighbor is gay for me. But I, I could tell think. because he's he has that little bit of just a little bit of poise. But it's he interesting. Asked, did you ask? And he asked where you were. He was like, "Oh, you had a friend here." I was like, "He's downstairs." I'm like, "What the what?" And wow. the, and, the, and the locksmith. He's a really hot locksmith, though. He really <laughs> was. You already like, said this. I know, but. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Well, I'm not deleting anything that we just talked about so far. Um, but he was he was like behind him. I'm like, where is he? I don't know. The whole thing was weird. Well, yeah, that sounds very strange. I know. We'll have to talk about your this experiences this on the road sometime. That is went to Burning Man. Oh, that's he's that kind of person. Huh? Anyway. Um. Anyway, welcome to Creative <laughs> Risk, where we talk about art, gay voices, entrepreneurialism, <laughs> and everything in between. Um, gay voices, as told by straight men such as myself, and I'm basically straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's the do lame is the play. <laughs> I'm basically straight. <laughs> let's let's talk about um, um, 
comfort food performances. Before yeah, we get you into hate this segment, no, I really <laughs> don't. Actually, I really actually do like this this segment. Um, and we have so today. Wait, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about something really important today, and it's all about type, and specifically, fuck type. Who cares about tuck and type? Type is not a fucking tool to use Who to market. Who cares about tuck and type? Who could have tuck and fucking muck and fuck him? <laughs> um, okay, so type and why it's not good. Yeah. And, you know, we'll give you no solutions. Just talk about why type isn't good. Type no, sucks. No, solve. no solves. Um, no hold on, hold on. Don't, don't go down. I'm going to turn the AC on because I'm hot. Okay. So I'll talk about my comfort food performance. Um, hmm. Well, you go first because I always go first. He's out of breath. Like he's just sweat. He's drenched. <laughs> that would be funny. I should have. If I had come in, that would be a really good bit. That would be good breath. Uh, <laughs> no, so my. <laughs> he's just like shake a shit out of your pale leg. You're like. <laughs> my, my favorite. Not my favorite. My comfort food performance um, is more around a performer in general, but I will give a specific performance and it's someone that you know. And I'm assuming you know them well. Slee. Yeah, sure. Do you know? Did you go to school with Slee? Yes, Savannah Lee Mumford is how I know Slee. But right, yes. but Slee prefers to go by Slee. Now, oh God, do we have to edit this out? Is that a gender thing? No, like a, no, 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 no. It's not. It's, okay, but I don't even think Slee would be bothered by that because I was literally having this conversation with someone the other day because we live in a day and age where if I'm like, oh, I go by Jay now, we could. There's, a, it's a safe assumption. I yeah, think. I know, yeah, I think. I think. I it's a perfectly appropriate question. Please. Don't. Please, please! I've got very little. I'm so sorry. Don't get me. I beg of you. I beg of you. I'm nothing. I'm worthless. <laughs> that's that's that. <laughs> Anything I'll do. <laughs> Just like beating myself. <laughs> Ow, I really hit myself. Uh, anyway, that's our interpretation of people getting canceled. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's like, you know, to live in this fascist woke culture we live in. And that's it. Okay, well, let me see what oh all about God. Slee. So, so did you see Slee in Stranger Things? I didn't, but no, I've seen clips. Incredible. <clears throat> She's so good. Incredible. So we did a reading of Boeing Boeing the other day, as you know. Right. <clears throat> and Slee played Gretchen the German... And let me tell you what I love about Slee. Slee's my kind of performer because balls to the wall, the impulsive, free, present. You, you, and me, we, we're great. We're amazing. Great actors like let me ourselves. Tell you, we're our kind of performers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but but seriously, what I love about it is uh. is it really is like she's she's. Her performance in Stranger Things was just great. She was so present with the audience. She sings great, but she's really a great actor, and yeah. she's pretty fearless. And yeah. and um, I'm curious to see where the rest of her career goes because I loved her in Stranger Things, and I loved her in this reading as Gretchen the German. So Slee, if you listen to this, if you do listen to this, just know that I love you. She does. Uh, <laughs> no, but she's really incredible. No, she she's. I don't know her very well at all. She's got a presence. What, was she your year? No. No, I'm much older than she is. Oh, really? Not much, like three years, but... Yeah, no. She certainly wasn't my year. Certainly not. <laughs> back in 1964, yeah, exactly. the school was still back, <laughs> I opened back the Back when we had to wear... Hello, Hello my moves. name is Joshua Morgan. <laughs> Joshua Morgan. Louis <laughs> <laughs> Rain. It's by okay. Robert... That's like a with Robert Preston. Okay, you know so what? I was going to say one thing, but now yeah. I will say this because of where we were just going. Frazier, Kelsey Grammer. I mean, the... Really good. I think Frasier is my favorite sitcom. Out of all the sitcoms, I think Frasier is my favorite. Um, more than Seinfeld, more than Everybody Loves Raymond, which I also like. But Kelsey Grammer on that show is a fucking genius. <laughs> what were you laughing? I'm still laughing. I'm so sorry. I'll never again <laughs> never speak again, a word. Please. I'll never mumble a mistake <laughs> ever again. Please, please. <laughs> I just get sniped. Yeah. Uh, AOC comes in here and she starts beating me. I don't know. <laughs> I back up you, please. <laughs> Found footage like Blair Witch Project. Like the camera falls over and it's like down on the floor. And you just see like my leg. It was a question. It was a question. <laughs> I was just confused. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> um. 
Speaking of a famous Trumper, Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> oh my God, legit. Well, listen, every I, episode we talk about Trump. I'm seriously, Mike. This is this is gonna become an alt right podcast. I'm I telling de- you, I really. De- <clears throat> as you have laid, okay, that'll be some good shit. Uh, alt right actor podcast. That's actually. Listen, it'll be I'm it'll sure be you, me, Randy Quaid, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> well, we'll do it listen. at Kirstie Alley's gravesite. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, I I like how you're like, I really like how you're like, they're going to think we're Trumpers and it's like literally you're showing your playbills in that episode. You're like, you're like, here, Captain Hepburn. Anyway, so, um, but he's a G, he is inspired in that show. He is fucking hilarious. I mean, and he's so big and dramatic and shaky. But he plays it so seriously. Like that's the thing is it is deathly serious. It's not it's arch, but it's not that's a very hard it's hard to be that over the top and not be arch. Mm-hmm. And he is so on it. Like it's earnest, it's honest, but it's huge and it's humongous. See? Now wait, going back to the gay thing, I saw Kelsey Grammer do La Cajon. It's, and oh, me too. He was great in that. Well, well part what's what's he oh was. my Hodge Douglas Hodge. Who knows? I'm gonna look it up. Partly why. Also a straight man. That's right. But partly why Kelsey Grammer was so good. To your point about yeah, Douglas Hodge. Um, and it's coming off of your point about being arched. It it wasn't. It was actually quite. It was. It was quite held. It was. It was. It was. It was, an, it was um, an essence. Exactly. A held essence, and it was genius. I, I'm totally with you. And he is just in Frasier and David Hyde. I mean, don't. I mean, both. But Kelsey especially. But David yeah. Hyde Pierce is also just extraordinary too. Like so funny, and that show is just so fucking good because it is. I mean, it was on for 15 years, and it's so like really that long. Yeah, I think sense. it was like near that long. Well, they're filming the other one right now. Oh, I'm uh, listen, bitch. Richard Delia, whatever your name is, he's the guy who cast it. Richard Delia or Delia? Oh, yes, 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 you yes, know. yes. Call me girl. I could be Fraser. Well, you know David Hyde because you know he didn't return, and it's because I know. he. Well, apparently, like, and apparently Kelsey Grammer kind of got it. Apparently, I, I don't know. What the well, the apparently they're like they're friends. Well, I like to believe that, that they're still, you know, that there's. I, I just love. I love that show. I love them. Everybody on that show is excellent. The woman who plays Roz, too. Who's that? Oh, the British woman? No, but she's great, too. Daphne Moon. You mean B.B. Newworth? B.B. Newworth is incredible, too, no. But the, the one who plays Roz, the re- producer, oh, who's I kind can't. of um, who's kind of a... what? What's the word I'm looking for in today? Please! I was going to say loose. <laughs> but that's the joke, because she's a little loose. She's once... Maybe she's, <laughs> she's one so- more than... <laughs> You just get, I'm getting dizzy, dizzy again. That's not good. Maybe you have diabetes. But, I don't know. It's so funny. I I was just watching a commercial on diabetes, and I was like, I wonder if I have diabetes. How do you know if you have diabetes? I'm sure somebody will be in the comments to talk about how it's not a joke. How, and they're my I'm not. That was. That, did you? Did that look like a joke? How do I know if I had diabetes? Well, if you were missing a foot, I guess I don't know. I woke up one day and huh? I guess I got diabetes. Diabetes. The diabetes. <laughs> See, oh God. My, my grandmother lost her foot from diabetes, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah, I, let's move on. I know other people with diabetes, too. I'm not, saying, I'm not making it a joke. Please. I'm so sorry. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do. <laughs> no, I do. Please. Okay. So, <clears throat> so, okay. So, we're, we're talking today about... Oh, something that we have heard as actors um, for as long as we can remember. Probably one of the earliest mm. things we learned about uh, just, was just terrible. <laughs> as I mean, actor. just mm, triggered. Well, no. but but, but it, literally, it really is. I mean, and yeah. look, look, it's funny because we have here like what is type, and it's funny because we don't have a definition <clears throat> per se. But it's because it's very basic for me in in this in this regard. Now, what's I, your I, definition of type? I really always think of type as a categorizational tool, and by that, it, you know, so so while I don't have the perfect words to put together, this is what I picture in my head: someone, sit, a casting director, whatever, sitting there with photos because it's 1992 or whatever, and putting 
based off the picture, into piles, as we know. The the nerdy best friend, the girl next door, the the loose the loose mistress on the run, whatever. We just got types of of types of of archetypes and characters that we as uh, picture a cartoon. Ah, that's the villain, whatever it is. Sure. That's what I think of type. What do you think of this? I I just I mean out to give just say what you said in uh a definition form. Type is the types of roles an actor can play. Or is the expected types of roles, the right. types of roles an actor is expected to play. The types That's, of archetypal roles. Exactly. <clears throat> and so kind of, you know, and I think that this next question is interesting. How's type how's type played into our lives? And you know it's interesting, and this is why type is so Oh boy, actually. You know, it is actually kind of a I just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we type, but, we, we but type you, each other. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, the loser, <laughs> the l- fat loser, idiot, <laughs> the ne'er do well moron, the, the gay stupid yeah, bottom, yeah, yeah, the, pilot, <laughs> the, the the messy bottom. <laughs> Is messy bottom a type? You think? Yeah. Um, Why not? In some communities. Yeah. In some communities. On yeah. OnlyFans. At the Castro. Where at I the, went to at recently. The Castro. Yeah, Mike was telling yeah. me all the penises he saw in the at Castro. the Castro. And that was, you know, listen. I am surprised to you that there was like penises like day, just day, like day I thought of. you said, oh no, they, I went there and there was no, but I walking around butt <clears throat> naked. Again, when I said I'm sure you saw penises, I thought it meant like figuratively. I didn't mean no, like. No, like, I mean a nude, nude men. Men plural. Anyway, 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 we were talking about <laughs> no, but okay, but let's talk about type has played a role in our lives. Yep, 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 yep. Um, well, I, I don't know. Whatever. Do people care about this? Well, whatever. We'll talk about it. So I, I remember when I was in college. Well, just to be clear, sorry, and I don't want you to tell your story, but it's why I didn't move to L.A. or New York as soon as I finished school was because of type, which we'll talk about in a second, but go with no, you. No, you, you're already on a roll there. You're already starting it off. Tee up a great story. I'm like, but you. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, there's a big reason. But you go, Mike. <laughs> go ahead. Please, you go first. No, I, I and it relates to uh, where I went. <clears throat> I did not move to Los Angeles or New York when I left the School of the Arts because... There was a narrative, and I still tell the story today, that I I would not work, and I would not work. And the, usually, the sentence I say because following that is because I didn't look like the other guys in my class, and I felt it right away. You know, even when agents and managers and casting folks would come down to the school, <clears throat> because I was the character guy, and and also not that easy to place because I wasn't four hundred pounds. Not that, oh God, here we go. Oh God, here we go. No, I'm so sorry. I'm not, I love fat people, myself included. Um, I'm not saying that. But I, I was hard to pin because, you know, I wasn't. You weren't quite character-y exactly, enough. Exactly. But so that's, a, that's where it started playing a role in my life. And I just want to say when I moved to D.C., I got to do everything. The, the first big part I did, I played an all-American baseball player. The very first part of, this is my baseball player. Batter up. <laughs> Am I out? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know who I was talking to. That was after my three swings. Yeah. But but um um ball. I actually did. I won't say who it was, but I did tell you that <clears throat> the director used to call me a faggot. In that, oh God, he'd be so canceled today. And I noticed you ble- you bleeped that word out, and I think that's right. No, just in the reels, not in the actual. All right, well, not yeah. in the actual episode. Oh God, I, you know, I don't. If I, I say it, I have to bleep it because I am not of that community. Well, I don't think I'm allowed to say it either. I'm an ally. You I'm can not, say it. I don't know. You know. But anyway, so I used to call me fag all the time. But anyway, when DC, I. I got to do anything. It, there was no type schmipe. Who cares about type? It wasn't because it was a regional market. It was a small. They cared more so about like the goods, like w- if you had the goods. And that was totally different from major markets. So that's how it played a role in my life. Your turn. Better top that. Better top me. You wish. No, but uh, <laughs> I. do a sex tape? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just like. <laughs> God, people would like throw up. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no please stop. <laughs> no, but um, uh, well, I remember. Okay, to make a very long, I you know, I went to North Carolina School of the Arts, which is a very good school, 
And I always saw myself as the I always saw myself as a character actor. And I had this issue at school too, where in high school, when I went I went to an arts magnet school with my at, boyfriend, with your boyfriend, and uh, you know, I'd always want the interesting parts and the the, the character parts, but they always give me sort of the straight man parts. Um, you know, the more actor heavy parts, for lack of a better putting it, like serious roles, whatever. And then at school. Because I was, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to make this a thing. But, like, you know, I was, I'm not an all-American type of looking dude. And I was in a class with, like, you know, gorgeous, conventionally handsome leading men types. I was like, oh, I'm going to be the character guy. Like, I remember the first time we we did this, we did something called Detective Story. Have you ever read that play? It was Carl's first play there. I was Um, there. I remember you were doing it. Such a good play. When I was there, but I didn't see it. Because I I went back to visit. To make a long story short, because I actually think this is kind of important. Just got a 45 minute story, but it's like we were doing <laughs> detective story and like, you know, it, it, it was the first like police procedurals written in like the 40s and there's like 50 characters in it. And it's a police, it's a police precinct in New York. And I thought I was going to be one of the hoods. Like uh, when we read the play, I was like, oh, I'll be the, I'll be this guy. I'll be Charlie Paluziomo or whatever. And I'll be like, you know, hey boss, like go suck my dick or whatever. <laughs> that's a, that's a, yeah. hey, hey, hey boss, you want to hey, suck my boss, dick? Hey boss, I'm a messy father. <laughs> Stick it in my ass. <laughs> I want to see that show. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Hey, boss. Hey, I'm not gay. Just, just fuck me a little bit. What? Stick it in my What's the mom. big deal? What's the big? What's the big prostate why, love amongst you know, friends? Why are you wanna <laughs> your fist? Yeah, why are you wanna? This is this is yeah. <laughs> You're like this is not good. We have to redo it. No, but I thought I was gonna be that guy. We're talking about type, and then so um, I thought I was gonna be that guy, and then I got cast as like the lead. Irish cop, like the main character. And I was shocked because I never saw myself as like third year, like 50 people. I was the lead of the show and I was like the leading man. And then ever since then, I've had a difficult relationship with type because I let other people dictate it for me. I remember when we grad did showcase and you know, that's what people I would sit down. They say, what kinds of roles do you want to play? And you know me, I think I'm a big silly bitch and I like to have fun and be goofy and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, oh, you're the cop on blue bloods on law and order. Like that's your, t- oh yeah, you're like the working class and you think you have to live up because you know, I'm, you know, cause whatever, that's what I look like. And you think you have to live up to that. And you're like, oh, those are the types of things I should be doing. Procedurals. I should be like this guy, this guy, this guy. And we'll talk about, but it's taken me a long time, 10 years, to understand what I do that's really different and not try and fit into a box. That And this has nothing to do with humanity or self-worth. This is just smart business sense. I was trying to be what they wanted me to be, which was like, clink like oh he's the Italian cop or whatever he's the hoodlum or whatever like the and well let's, I, al- let's also yeah. talk about Mike about why because <clears throat> when even hearing you talk about that let's talk about why it's a good thing and what what per- why it probably even sure. came to exist right because yeah and you know, I, I'm actually remembering we, we didn't weren't going to talk about this per se today but we've had this conversation um <clears throat> before and that is talking about your anger management issues. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you're like, what about your anger management issues? <laughs> no. They beat the delivery person. <laughs> He's talking about a very specific... Well, I'll have to get uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, was was an essence. And, and honestly... Um, brand clarity. And so, so, and so from a consumer standpoint, just to say this... When we look at McDonald's versus Five Guys versus Wendy's, whatever, you know, you're looking for like the essence. So so for our industry, it makes sense that from a branding standpoint, people are looking for what's the promise I can get that's going to be assuming to be exactly. the clearest encapsulation of what that person is. And to, to, to expound on what you're saying is type is not the way to do it but it makes there is a human need nobody gives a shit nobody's gonna take the time to get to know who you really are that nobody who is the fuck has time for that i mean you know it's like this well, is a this well, there's thousands and thousands of people they're not gonna take the you need to come to their people are going to label and categorize you and tell a story about you period and, and let's point. let's talk about why that makes sense because uh last night because i think it's gonna come up again we did a um 
a workshop with Lilac Mandelovich, we keep talking about, yeah. um, uh, about how to maximize uh, your uh, reels using self-tapes. But one of the things that we were talking about was what casting also sees on the back end, right. there's some projects are being submitted for. And one of the things she was saying was like, you know, a non-union project alone, you know, you could get a thousand submissions for one tiny part. Same thing as you could imagine for co-stars, Later whatever, two. any project ever. You know, c- casting is receiving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of submissions. So, and all they're looking at initially is a photo. So, when we are talking about what they're doing, you can't even blame. It's them. not evil. It's not like they're like, oh, they're dehumanized. It's like, listen, they 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 have a job. They have a job. They need to find people. Like it's a human coping mechanism. Like you need to fucking label. I, and you need to fucking go through, and you need to categorize. And you need to make assumptions, and you need to have impressions of people. I think I told you this story, but when we were casting some girls, literally probably thirteen years ago now, when we had held New York auditions, people submitted was, was actors' access then. We had so many submissions. I remember saying to I think it must have been Brian at the time, let's just look at the blondes. Let's just look at the blondes. I, I, who knows if they're even blonde right now? I, I don't know. Or let's just do brunette. Because I didn't I didn't have the time to even click on their reels, let alone their resumes. And that's, that's not how unfair many and that's not fucked up. That's the way of the that's what it what do you expect them to, what do you expect people if you know, Erica Hart, we were talking about this, you know. She was like, if I went through every single thing like that and I opened it up to the public and I real it's like I would it would take me six months to cast one co-star part it's like you need to people think fast so type is a very although it's not the best at all it's a terrible way it's one way that they try to just make their jobs a little easier as a categorizational tool however I will also say where I think if we are not, and we'll talk about persona, but if we're not leading with something very strong, they're going to go to type. They're going to go to type because I need a doctor who's like a doctor. Like that's what the, I'm casting a doctor role. So I'm going to go through the reel and see if I can see doctor shit. Who's kind of like a doc. It's like they're not going to take the time to say, ooh, I want to see this or look at that seventh credit down randomly on your resume and surmise. Oh, oh, that was a John Patrick Shanley play. And I, if I think back to that character, I think they no, no, exactly. You know, people say that shit. People say shit like that all the time. They go, oh, like if I do, yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, they're gonna make the jump from like oh he did a John Patrick Shanley to play to maybe he could be like a cop. No, they're not. They're not taking the time to do that shit. So it's like you know just to give them credit and but but to an extent I will say you know. Doesn't allow for a lot of imagination. Right. They're not, you know, doesn't allow for a lot of imagination or risk. Right? Exactly. And, and you know, the other benefit is the headshots and reels in this respect, right? It's like, and this isn't really a benefit. This is just more of a tool, but it's like, look, if they're casting a cop role and if you have a reel where you're a cop in the reel, you are probably, whether we like it or not, probably about 100% more likely to get the job than, or get an audition, excuse me, than someone without the cop role. It's just common sense. It's just the way the world, it's just how fast it is. So in considering type, as we think about, you know, headshots, real materials, it's important to think about types of roles you can play. But, you know, what we'll talk about is how is persona channeled through the type? Well, right, and, and, and that's and, really yeah. And and let's also talk about why today in twenty twenty three, why type is sort of a old fashioned unnecessary tool, and it's because we do live in a day and age where the individual identity, race, religion, sexuality, gender, all of those pieces are are part of actually what, especially in our community, in the acting community, part of what people are looking for so that we see a diverse body of representation, which is great. And therefore, even to our point about type always kind of being bullshit, it's especially bullshit now. So relying on, you know... I'm I'm the the sultry villainess who will stab you in the back. It's old fashioned. What, what does that even well, mean? Well, and it's old fashioned because it's like, what does that even look like today? What does that even mean? You know, what you're saying is monoculture, which puts the perspective on what a girl next door actually is or what a bad guy actually is like, right? Like the the framework through which we view those things is 
crumbling. It's it's a you know. So who's to say what a sultry, whatever is these days? Who's to say what a ingenue is these days? It looks different, so it's outdated. But the other thing, you know, I think that well, let's talk about what actor marketing has to do. Top letter. What does good actor marketing have to do? It has to do two things that we talk about all the time. You need to break through the noise, and you need to stay relevant. We're kind of talking about how type does not help you stay relevant, especially if you're kind of hanging on to old-fashioned ideas. But let's talk about breaking through the noise. You know, it's not unique. This is the biggest problem with type, is that the second you start to say, I'm that, I'm the fiery redhead who will tell it, who's a firecracker, who will tell it like it. <laughs> it's like, great, get in line with the 400 other fucking people who are doing that. It's, it's not, when you start to get into sort of hallmark, for lack of a better, putting it sort of like, cliches you know you're actually creating more competition for yourself because you're because now they're going to want the redhead who's 5'2 and not 5'3 now they're going to want the brunette who's got brown eyes they're, they're going to want the girl next door who's a blonde as opposed to as opposed to if you are a unique individual who is going beyond type you stand out more and don't create as much competition for okay, yourself. Okay, but let's let's go back a step to to get to, <clears throat> back to what you're saying because because and I wanted to do one preamble and then talk about the macro thoughts. The preamble is Mike that we know that 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 something that we've discovered in in doing this work is that we're not looking to to help people become sheep. And by that I mean you know, this is not about doing what everybody else does. This is partially why we're saying fuck type. Because this is not about getting in line with the other folks trying to sell the same doing damn thing. Doing co-stars your whole fucking life. I mean, it's not... Yeah. We're, we're helping people try to become stars. And I don't even mean that in the... Stars. I'm seriously saying, like, you know, you've got something uniquely valuable to offer. Push it the fuck forward. Period. Point blank. End yep. of story. So with that said, to quote Erica Hart again, and let's talk about why this is so difficult and why actor marketing is so challenging. Erica Hart said to us, <clears throat> interesting phrase, she is looking for interesting people who happen to act. And this gets back to this idea of persona. Because what is bad actor marketing? Oh, look, I'm an actor. What does that come in the form of? Self-tapes. Do not post your... Don't post your self-tapes. I'm sorry. And there could be people from casting being like, no, they're help. don't post your, ca- your self-tapes. It's 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 it, when we're talking about type, like you. That's not how you want to sell yourself. It's just not interest. Who is that interesting to? And Who we're gonna get. We're gonna get. Well, let's talk about this because we're kind of blending lines here. But it's like, this is you know. I think we have influencer marketing to thank a lot for this because say what you will, social media influencers, boo hoo, blah, 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 but they've really actually made this more of a fascinating market in the sense that I. This is about entities. You know. An acting career now is about being a fucking entity. And I'm not talking about a big star. I'm just talking about, a, as you're saying, someone interesting, someone with a point of view, someone with something strong. I want to see Joshua Morgan play these... T- think about, I always say Robin Williams. Robin Williams was, an int- was a fascinating actor with a fascinating persona, with a fascinating point of view, and as a result, guess what? You wanted to see him do different types of roles. He could do and one we, hour. And we, and we weren't just impressed with his accents. It wasn't like he does good accent work. That's no, not it was, what it no, was selling. He, had a, he led with his light, yeah. and he led with what was interesting. His and then, point of view. And his point of view. And exactly. as a result, you would want to see him play different types, whereas if he just limited himself to like, I'm, I'm the funny friend. It's like now he just put himself into a fucking box and, and created more competition for himself. And so, and in this social media age, that is what people are trying to find. They're trying to find interesting, and the Kardashians, what do the Kardashians do? What are their, what are their skill set? You know, obviously they're, I, I actually have a lot of respect for them. I think they've grown something really interesting, but they're not that, they're, but they're fascinating people. They're interesting people. And this is what we're looking for today. We're looking for entities. We're looking for very clear personalities. personas. And personas. Uh, Absolutely. And that's what people and how you grow an owned audience. Because let's talk about this with type. It's only for casting. Who else is it for? Directors aren't searching the Instagram going, oh gosh, I got to find my next girl next door. No, they're fascinated by the actor. They're fascinated by the person and then want to put them in. They're not searching for that. Only casting is the ones 
who are really trying to search for types. And maybe reps who are looking to meet casting needs in some regard. Well, reps who are really kind of, I think, lower level, who are not, you know, WME is not going like, (laughs) hey, we need, listen, we need a villain stat. You know, they're like, who's the next thing? (laughs) Who's the next interesting person out there? Next interesting artist. So if you want to play a low, and this is, by the way, I don't care if you have 100 co-star credits or you have no co-star credits. You have to be playing a big game. And so you need to be playing a large game. And so, but, but the other thing too is that you can't grow an owned audience. You know, you can't grow an owned audience that way. You, who is going to, let's just say on Instagram, if you're like firecracker, who is the going to tell it like it is sassy? You know, it's like, <laughs> who is going to follow that besides no. a couple of loser actors? <laughs> It's so bad, but it's true. But who is gonna who is gonna follow that? Are you gonna get ten million followers? Like no, no, like you're not gonna grow. Who's gonna be actually? I'm I'm an actor, and guess what? I'm not interested in that. And you probably are either. I know. I'm not gonna follow Firecracker with the would tell it like it. Like that's who cares? That's not interesting. So well, and also part of what you're getting at, just to be clear, is you know any business ever. We talked about the idea of a promise, a brand, a USP, a unique selling proposition. Essentially, what makes you unique? That's what we're looking for. And a type does not really market out any unique values. It doesn't tell us about, you know, who you, again, what your point of view is. It is nothing. It is it a- It tells you what kind of It's like being like tomato play. soup. Like, th- like that's literally- Exactly. I don't even know how it tastes. I don't know if Coconut it's- Coconut water. <laughs> Okay, well, what makes this coconut water better than that coconut water? It's no, what you're right about is that it's there's in the messaging out of your unique values, what value does type play with any of girl next door is the type of role I can play? That doesn't give me any insight into what kind of actor you are, what your skill sets are, you know, what makes you interesting, what's your point of view, what kind of what kind of people do you bring to the table? I mean, look, what owned all, if I'm somebody who who is taking meetings and trying to find the next big thing, you know, you being the girl next door tells me nothing about exactly. what kind of audience demographics you're going to bring to the table. It tells me nothing. It tells me nothing. So the types of roles you can play, but again, this is one of the things not to be like, they're out to get us, the fucking people, you know, but it's like, this is one of the things like, stay in your lane, just worry about the types of roles you can play. That's insane. And, and you know, we'll talk about how persona we think fits into all of this, but is there anything, oh yeah, there's, well, this is the other thing too. There's no strategies that come with it. You know, implicit in, okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the stoner with a heart of gold. Okay. How do you mark? How do you literally market that? What strategies come from that? Like, do you do like, do you do like a weed newsletter? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, how do you literally take a type and and grow and and market it to the world besides having it having your headshot and have the caption being like "Pass the blunt, bro" or whatever. <laughs> I know. You know, it's like how do you literally? <sighs> what strategies can you actually use to market type? You know, whereas if you understand your persona, which is the effect you want to have on people, partially is like the effect you want people to feel when they engage with your work. If you understand what your conflict is, like what's going on, like what are you fighting? Like there's a million yeah, strategies we, that can come from that. Because because when we talk, I mean, let's let's talk about persona. Let's sure. talk about persona because I think that it is what we are, are most excited about and really believe uh uh, is is the most worthwhile consideration for actors in terms of what we are marketing, which is Mike was sort of talking about in terms of conflict, goals, vulnerabilities, you know, just the story of the person, the persona. I also, if it's, it's important that I say this, you know, I, I, and I think I'm going to find words one day to even put this in a little <clears throat> more carefully thought out, but... Um, I also think it's for safety. I say that because we are public-facing figures. You know, we joke about, oh, don't cancel us, don't cancel us. But, you know, and, and, and we, it's not like we have a huge audiences ourselves per se. We're, you know, small people in the, in the grand scheme of the rest of this world. 
but we're public facing figures and what we say and who we are, you know, matters and, 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 um, has an effect on people. The same thing is true for obviously for actors, politicians, etc. Therefore a persona allows you, and I, you know, authenticity, I cannot wait to do an episode on authenticity. What the fuck? I really cannot with this shit. I, I've really been thinking a lot about it. It's the appearance of authenticity, folks. You're not trying to be authentic. You don't want to be authentic. I promise you. You don't. I love that. That's a clip right there. Be a, be fake. Be a fake person. No, but you're right. No, but listen. Well, here's what you're right about. It's how this business works. Because as you and I say, well, this is really important. You can't market something messy. This is what objectifying yourself means. Objectifying yourself is not about stripping away your humanity. It's about finding something complex and clear to message out. Because if it's messy, if it's all over the place, if it's not consistent, if it's not clear how I'm supposed to feel when I engage with it or anything like that, then I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And so when we talk about persona, you know, you and I talk... You know, this is what people do. Top agents at the top, they'll give you, this is your. This is what you're doing. This is the spin. This is publicists. This is the spin. This is what we're trying to, this is the persona or the story. Scranton kid from PA. You know, whatever. We want to create a story around you. Exactly. We want to create a story. So persona is quite, when we talk about how you create a story around yourself, persona is what we do in our day-to-day, what we message out that is the epitomization or the what's the word not the what's it called when you take like an animal and you human humanify it humanify anthropomorphic whatever the fuck having a stroke yeah <laughs> anthropomorphic <laughs> like, like a Mitch McConnell moment or uh, we're, uh, that was so sad. <laughs> that was really sad. Just like that. But what I love about it is that, that first page like uh, well, the first one, but the second one, he's like, what? what, what? I know. But then he kind of like closes his mouth because he knows he's like, can't keep talking. He's kind of like, I, mean, I know, it's so sad. Well, I don't know. Um, wh- why were we talking about Mitch McConnell? I don't know, because I said anthropomorphological. Oh, because you, you know the word I'm trying to say. Anthrop- anthro- anthropomorphic. Anthrax. Anthrax. Send anthrax to casting <laughs> director. To Mitch McConnell. Oh, my God. They get what they said. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're going to come barreling Send in Send anthrax to the Castro. Stop! <laughs> this is really bad. We're going to get canceled. No, okay, but let's, but let's also... No, no, but, but wait, wait. Let me oh, finish yeah, my sorry, point. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Persona is how you take a story and you give it a human form. Oh, I see what you're saying. Which is you. You are... T- it is the... It is the... And we'll talk about, you know... Well, let's talk about now. That's your appearance. Literally how you... Dr- how are you dressing, presenting yourself to make clear... You know, and to and to be clear about, hey, you know, if you're supposed to be the, if part of your brand is danger, is you know, sexual energy, danger, whatever it is, then I then that better be in how you dress. You can't be walking around dressed in a burlap sack. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's take a good let's take a a pretty um, popular example of of a great talent, but it's all persona, and that's Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, of course. You know, great actor. I mean, I mean, Jennifer Coolidge is a is a remarkable talent. But we're not, and even though we go, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge is great. What we're vibing with is the persona of exactly, of course, of of, of Jennifer Coolidge. No, we could talk or not talk for hours, and it's and it's not that that's that's only the only thing she does, but also that's kind of the point of view. And when she got up on stage to accept her award, and she was like. Um, first of all, I just want to think, and we're like, oh my God, it's the same person. You know, it's, it's the point of view. That's what we love. And, but, but just about what makes it up too. It's how she dresses, you know, Absolutely. and how she, she's the had the hair. work, the work done. I mean, it's like, that's all part of the vibe. It's exactly. all part of the vibe. So how you dress and think about what you want people to feel. Absolutely. When you dress up, it's, you know, and, and, and your behavior, how you act in the world, exactly. how you speak, you know, the, the what language you use, the people you spend time with. Well, it's interesting. And I just want to say something about this. When you have actors who are like, you know, especially like, you know, straight white dudes. But like, you know, those people. But it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm edgy. I'm challenged. You know, it's about, bitch, let's see it. Bitch, come at me then, bitch. Like, walk into the fucking audition room. 
and give me that challenge. Give me that standoffish behavior. Give it to me. And people are going to go, oh, no, that's unprofessional. It's like people don't give a shit about professional. They want to feel, I mean, to an extent, I mean, what do you want? Don't take a shit on the floor. I mean, you know, but it's like people hire assholes all the time. But what's important is that you're clear. It's very clear what you're giving me. And so if you're supposed to be like, I'm an edge, if like if part of what your brand is, is like, I want people to feel challenged when they engage with my work and uncomfortable, then do it. In your tapes, how are you delivering on that? You know, and not just in your acting choices, the second you walk into the room. Absolutely. When you take when your director takes you out to, you know, dinner to talk to you or you want to collaborate with somebody. I'm not saying that you're an asshole to them, but Well, let me just say this because I I I do agree with you. I do agree with you most importantly on the idea of clarity and and owning what what it is your point of view your is light. Who, owning your light, you know. Um, or as Brett Goldstein says, your special sauce. And I do like that. You know, whatever it is, what is that as smart? But I do just want, I do think it's actually helpful to to briefly talk about something that concerns people about this idea, even people that we work with when it comes to persona. When we talk about fears, vulnerabilities, being standoffish. You know, obviously we still do want people to want to work with us. And at a developmental stage, you can be clear all you want. It is important that we're putting your best foot forward. So I think the thing I just want to say is that just like with all elements of, especially this work, there is an element of nuance and... Use your discretion. Exactly. That, but, 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 but let me give me an example. Give you an example? No, I'll, let me give oh, you yeah, an okay. example. Yeah. Well, first off, I, I'll, let's talk about you. That is part of your brand. Part of your brand is a little bit not standoff, but it's but it's in, there's there's intimidation a bit in your brand. There's a bit of challenge in your brand. <clears throat> Walk into the room. I I knew it's a true. guy. I knew a guy who was like this, and and he worked all the time, and that was definitely part of his sauce. Was like I don't give a fuck what you think, and he was nice. He was professional, but you know when they said action, he would wait thirty seconds before he start. Right, right. He would wait thirty seconds. He did it on his time, and people. What people want to see, I'm not saying like call everybody an idiot and like freak out and have blow ups or some shit. I'm just saying if you say you're something, if you say you're a wise cracking whatever, or, you know, just as a shit, but part of my brand is, you know, I'm, I'm weird. I, I'm, I'm not, will, I'm willing to like embrace the weird or embrace the uncomfortable. Then bitch, it better be weird, a little uncomfortable in your yeah, auditions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I want to see, let's get it. Bring it out. Lead with it as opposed to diluting. I agree. You're diluting your special sauce. So you have to take big risks. I agree. You have to take big risks. I also just want to say that that as we've discussed, this is this is a unique challenge for actors, for straight actors. And by that I mean, you know, you we've talked about this about um how comedians can easily market themselves, how even musical theater performers, it's easier in some ways to market themselves, even, you know, comedic actors. When we're talking about, you know, the legit, serious, dramatic actor, we really struggle to find good examples of that marketing. Why? Because if you go to a lot of these actors' pages, it's lifestyle shots. Right. An energy, which is a part of it. But when we're talking about, and by the way, interesting person who happens to act, you know, that's not a bad thing per se. I, but I do also just want to say that, that the who happens to act piece is important. I agree. And, and the, and when, so when we were mocking earlier the idea of posting self tapes, look, I, we get it. It's like a way to be like, what other content do I post? That's all I fucking have. And that's, is, you know, for a different episode in a lot of ways, you know, the strategies more specifically, but it, but it, we do, I'm just really just taking the time to acknowledge the challenge that if we're not doing type, we're selling persona. Great. And then within that, the story of the actor, amazing. And also, though, let's see the fucking goods. Because, you know, I, I, we've had conversations about a lot of examples of this. This is especially true for developmental actors who don't have a lot of body of work to show. We are looking for something that can also go, oh, and they're also Well, look a great at people actor. who have similar, you know, but let's take, you know, something we hear a lot of is serious dramatic actors. You know, exclusivity is a big thing that comes up, right? It's like... 
exclusivity. I only do art. I only do, well, that's high touch. So, you know, already what that tells me is that you need to be a little high touch. Where are, you know, that, that, that informs, I'm not saying, but, you know, what are you wearing? What do you dress at? Well, you know, what's your, what do you wear? When you look at like, you know, sort of like, I think of even someone like Pope, I think about even someone like Jay, like they dress well. There's an aloofness and there's a, there's a, I have good taste. If you have good taste, I better see that on your body. I mean, it's like, you know, these things, these things extend, get deep about these things, right? And think about like, you know, what language do you use? You know, if you're a high, if you're, I'm artistic, I'm about, what vocabulary do you use? Do you speak like me, like a fucking idiot? Or do you, are you like, you know, that's not my brand. But it's like, if you're a highfalutin artist type, and that's what you want to message out, I'm the next Daniel Day-Lewis, I'm the next very serious actor, I'm the next very, well then choose your words carefully. And what I would argue is another part is, is choose your community carefully. Sure. Choose your community carefully. Who are you being seen around? Right. Think about the types of people you're being, you know, associated with. Who are you when you're posting? I argue that if you're getting lunch with a friend in the business, that's that's better industry marketing than a self tape, in my opinion, because it messages out. I know people in this business. I'm somebody who is valued in this community. I'm blah, 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 blah. Who are you associating with? That's another part of persona. I I do want to go all the way back to materials for a quick second in relation to this idea of type, though, because with that workshop with Lilac, one of the things that that was helpful, um, even you and I were talking about afterwards, is in the organization of your materials, specifically your reels, on something, for example, like Actors Access. We do need to help them, per the point about 1,100 submissions, especially if they're looking for a kind of content to help them understand the story of your creative persona as an actor, your point of view, et cetera. Da, 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 da. And I'm bringing this up because how you label and organize that content is important. So for example, one of the things Lilac was showing us was some people had tapes that just said like, you know, angel kiss. What's it? What's that? You know, if I don't know, if I'm a casting director yeah. just trying to get a sense of you, I see yeah. Angel Kiss, you know, I'm not going to have three and a half minutes to watch your John, mediocre like, you short know, film. John Demo Reel. It's like, what, what or, or, you know, right. or, or name of short demo reel. And or, the reason why I'm bringing this up, though, Mike, is because I, I was thinking about how sometimes we see this, your, if you have, say you have an actor website where it says media or, you know, whatever your materials are, I would argue like that's, that's a different should be organized and categorized differently than what it might look like on the back end for casting in a lot of ways. And even there, I just want to be clear though. I don't think it's like nosy neighbor, best friend. I still would argue that probably it's within the realm of like film, TV, comedy reel, you know, stage comedy reel. Keep it a little more because when we're trying to create that persona and and get away from the I am an actor marketing. Even within that, we can craft that we're on the website. I was just thinking about this. Maybe it even says like, you know, for industry professionals, casting and creatives, whatever, click here. Does it take them to, and it's sure. not even, why do I say that? Because because we'll talk about owned audience more another time, but it is really the power of what it means to market in 2023 as an artist is to, to develop an owned audience. And to your point, an owned audience doesn't care about nosy neighbor. Well, and you know, I think the other thing to note about just, just when it comes to these materials and type, it's like, I would argue, great, let's see, let's see your, okay, stoner with a heart of gold. Let's see that, if that's the type of role you can play, let's see it, but it better, but your persona better be shining through that. Exactly. You better be shining through that part. Let's see if you get cast as the, if you're like, I want to be the detective, that's what I want to be. Those are the types of roles I can play is like the detective on Blue Bloods. I better see your unique persona, which by the way is not inherent. This is another thing too. You can't be like, well, I'll just do the part and I'll shine through. No. You need to understand if you talk to any, anybody I, who's let me big. say something about that from yeah. an audition standpoint. You know, our, we, we're, one of our good friends, Brian Suto, is a great writer, director, and casting um, associate um, at Telsey. Um, he's going to be on our podcast. Yes, um, he is. At, at some point. Um, but, you know, remember when he said to me, 
I had him look at some, asked him if he could look at some tapes of mine. And one of the things he said was, you know, go ahead and get it wrong. And, and what that really meant to me in terms of what we're talking about and even relation to fuck type is that uh, he was saying a lot of my tapes were reflective of what I thought they wanted based on my, you know, type and interpretation of what would be the cleanest way in as opposed to what you're talking about, which is what's my point of view. Exactly. And well, let me say, well, because and the, and the thing I want to say, make clear about this, you have to figure that out. It's not implicit. Exactly. I mean, and, and or this it is, is, but then it's important to understand what to it is. It. Exactly. Well, but that's the thing is that when we talk, I often say to people is that we're characters playing characters. I need to understand what my, what my gifts are. I need to understand as an actor and as a person what my strengths are, my weaknesses, my vulnerabilities, my conflict, my point of view, you know, my relationship with the world, the impact I'm trying to have, how I want people to feel when they engage with my work as an actor. I need to understand all of that and then bring it, I would argue, to the part. Right. And, I, and I, to make sure that I'm, because let me just say this. Yeah. What I feel like is when I say like, oh, if you're the, okay, play the stoner with the heart of gold. If that's the part you always that's you really think you could play those parts, but you better know what you bring different to those roles than anybody else does. If you're always, you know, going to be cast as the cop, you better understand and and verbalize what you do that's different than other people playing that part. Sure. And what we're talking about—that special sauce, that juice, that thing—that is the thing that is always on, not just when you're acting. That's the thing that's always on. It's on when you meet with people, IRL. It's there on exactly. your Instagram. It's that thing that's constant. And and that is... Exactly. So therefore, you're always on. You always have to be on. This is business. We're presenting a vision and a story for people. And so that's what I would argue is do... Go ahead. List all the types of roles you can play when you're trying to like figure out what self-tapes or real scenes you want to include. But you better do a lot of work understanding what your unique persona is and make sure that that is channeled through those those headshots. Take the headshots where it's like, okay, this is my detective headshot. I actually think that's right. Go ahead, take the detective headshot, but there better be that little special What's something. What's your point of view? That special something. Exactly. In exactly. the shot that engage that says, "Hey, I'm not just one of the hundreds of people who can do this. I'm going to bring something unique to I'm, this type." I'm glad that you know it's it's a good way to sort of sum all this up because because it kind of goes back to the the first point, which is so many of us for so long have held on to type, which is outside of our control. That's a good point. You know, there's a lot of ways because a lot of times it's visually based more than anything That's else. That's a good point. It's outside of our control, but what we can't control and understand and and you know use and put into and message out is our persona. I do just want to say because people might be like, "Well, what? How do I craft a persona?" It is important to note that you know a brand is made up of three different perspectives: who you are, you know, what your story is, who you are who you want to be, you know, which could be different than things you are right now, and who you are perceived to be. And we have a process that, that we take people through to, to get feedback, to understand, to craft it, because a persona is not one sentence. No, it's, well, let me say this. I think what we're talking about, too, is the story first, and then the story, the persona, the persona comes out of this. Exactly. The, so, so in the story, you know, I think getting those three perspectives, but then, Partially, I also think you have to understand, just like any good story, what's the stasis? So what are people seeing on the surface or what's sort of like the beginning point or, you know, this is my first impression. What's the conflict? There's got to be. That's why I say the thing about the ass. If you're like, if you're like, I don't take any shit. That's my, you know, that's a big part of my brand. Then you better not take any shit. People, conflict is good. We want some conflict. We want that sexy. You want That's a little what, darkness. Exactly. You know, as opposed to trying to put it all down and be like, no, smiley, happy, professional actor. That's not interesting. Really good actor, sings well, nice to work with. Okay. Okay, who cares? Get in line. But it's like, if we can see what's the yep. conflict in your, are, are you a little unprofessional? Good. Be, be a little unprofessional. 
Not, you not, not, the, not a not a liability, but not but a maybe liability, a, but maybe a little like, I don't know. Are you like going into the audition? You spill your coffee and you're uh, like, oh, OK, I don't, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's going to be, be, be each bold. individual. Exactly. Be bold. That's yeah. all I can say. And so, you know, but but let me finish. Yeah. Also, part of what the story is, is what do you want people to feel? What do you want people to feel when they engage with your with your work? When we talk about Daniel Day Lewis, you know, there's a there's an aura of mystery. Who is he? Who's he really? What's his deal? He's mysterious. You know, if that's how you want people to feel, you're aloof, you're inaccessible. Right. You know, that's if that's a key part of your story, well then how are you as a person? Well, how is your behavior gonna be different? Is your appearance gonna be different? It's the way you speak, the people who you hang out with that will message out that story and feeling of mystery. It's funny because hearing you talk about this, one of the things that that pops up for me, and I think about this in relation to our work. I, I don't, I don't mind talking openly about the fact that you and I have had many conversations about how there can be perceptions around artist strategy, and and what we talk about as though it's like uncool, right? How it's like not the cool thing to do. I, I, I you know. I never never comes across my brain that way because I don't think about it that way, obviously. But I, I want to use this as an example as to why and why I also call bullshit on that idea. Look, yes, we all want the magic of our special art, our special selves that people see and, and the cream right. They just see it. They, they just, just see it. it. It somehow, the magic of our creativity flows and... Pops out like a budding flower. We all want that. But here's the thing. I bet everybody who's going to listen to this, all 12 people <laughs> can count on two hands a number of remarkable actors who have left the business. Remarkable actors. And I'm saying this in relation to this because, again, the appearance of authenticity we want our authentic selves, our art to be the thing that we just want sort people of... to come to us. Ex That's a great way to put and, it. And, and the other thing I'll say is that that may be part of your brand. That may be part of your brand. I, I, I'm all for people manufacturing, you know, an exclusive aloof. But let's be clear. You have to make them want to come to you. So how? what are you going to do that's going to make people want to exactly. come to you? What are you messaging out there about yourself? And, and, and But you clear that I'm naming... The insecurity around the strategy. Yeah, well, people think it should just happen. Exactly. And, and that if, if, if you are putting and that on... And somehow makes you less of and, an artist. And if you're leading, if you're leading with something, yeah. which is, by the way, what, you know, all great, a, a lot of great artists do that. They understand, they lead with something you different than who they are. You know, I love this story, but in 1926, Mae West produced a play on Broadway called Sex, and she put 40 gay men on the stage, many of whom were in drag. She was imprisoned. I say this because when we talk about persona, yes, it's clothing, it's, but it's also the work you make. How, what, the story that was told. Who's this woman in the 20s with gay men on a Broadway stage in a play called Sex? What does that tell us uh, well, about Well, I say Jeremy. I use Jeremy Strong all the time. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Strong has this sort of bat, like he's always oh, a dick method actor and like, oh, he's so fucking blah, blah, blah. That's my, he's a father and he's a husband. We don't know who he is. Yeah. We don't know him. Exactly. We don't know who he is, nor do we have any right to know who he really That's is. That's my point about the public persona. We have no fucking right to know who he is. Exactly. But let me tell you something. HBO's marketing team, his publicists, his agents, they are leading with the story. The method. The method. Serious. Do we think we know Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, the, oh, he cobbles in the woods. Yeah, cobbles, he goes, shoots, he, he leaves his family he's a for sprite. six months. He's a little sprite who does, he's like, we don't know that motherfucker. We don't know him. Exactly. So people, the greatest artists in the world, lead with something. What are, And if you don't. Even if they have a team who might be doing it for them. Which most of them do. And if you don't have a story to lead with, then other people will, will tell, tell it for, for you. you, no matter what. It's like, who has time to look at you? Not to be whatever, and why should they? Who has time to look at you? This is, this is, it's a selfish perspective to be like, people should just see it. This is fucking 2023, the world's on fire, people are fucking starving. It's like, I, why should people stop and take the time to look at you? You need to make them see. Absolutely. And that's as a business owner, that's your responsibility. That's not anybody else's responsibility. That's your responsibility. 
for, for, for the sake of your business, for the sake of of this dream that I'm sure many people who are listening to this have had for decades to to continue to accomplish. It's just about paying and about simply just about paying your fucking bills. Exactly. So, fuck type. Fuck, fuck type. it. It doesn't. It's, it'll do you no good. You can't do anything with it. Um, I'm sure yeah. we're going to talk many a more a marketing uh, thing uh, in the future uh, because many it a is more a mess. marketing thing. Uh, many many a more moon may meet. What's that song from Oklahoma? Mm, mm, many many a, a new day, day will meet my eye. Roger Hammer sings sues us. <laughs> those Trump. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> those those Trump loving gay hating fucking people. They they sang our song. You joke. Listen, oh God, what we if do- we develop a huge conservative? Fan it's base? not b- bitch. You have you have Cosette <laughs> behind you. What what world are you living? Republicans like Les Mis. But, but let me tell you something. This is what's silly. It's like we live in a. What about? I? I don't even know what I was gonna say. I do. We we live. We live, we live. This has been Creative Risk, get along. Where we talk about art, art, entrepreneurialism, Trump, and everything everything in between. between. Trump 2024. I don't know. It's so bad. Trump 2024. Bust the unions. (laughs) Keep the gays out of our school. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share and subscribe. And if you didn't, send it to your worst enemies. Also, make sure to follow us on socials at artists I wonder if this episode this is episode four I wonder if this will even be released because we canceled by then all the episodes preceding us have canceled us but it's always canceled by the end of every episode will they get it's like pinky in the brain what (laughs) will we do today pinky the same thing we do every day try Try, to get yeah try not to get canceled (laughs) all right anyway bye bye